Dr. Carl Haas was the popular host of nationally syndicated Adventures in Good Music. You can learn more about this series on our web blog, www.classicalmusic.network. And now, here is another episode of these radio broadcasts. Hello, everyone. I'm sure you have observed precocious youngsters who do things that youngsters usually do when they're quite a bit older. Or perhaps you can compare things that your own children or children that you know have done very, very early, and they pointed the way to something very worthwhile later on. This is true with composers, and I've chosen just three. That's all we have time for, really. Let's begin with Mozart and his Kirschel 183 in this program, entitled today, Precursory Passages. Kirschel 183 is a symphony in G minor, which was written in October of 1773 in Salzburg, which means Mozart was 16... 17 years of age. Here is the first movement.
it's by no means surprising that the precocity of Mozart would produce something as this. The G minor symphony, number 25, which was 183, which was written at the age of 17. Mozart had had already quite a bit under his belt, as we say, namely the concertos for winds and orchestra, the bassoon concerto, flute and harp concerto, the horn concertos. All of this plus 24 previous symphonies, three string quartets, one of them written at the age of 14. We know his precocity very well. But when we realize that it took him almost 15 years to arrive at the sister, or I should say perhaps the, the grandmother symphony of this one that we just heard, namely number 40 in G minor, the same key, and listen to its well-known first movement in connection with the purpose of this program today.
this is the much-loved and best-known of all the 41 published symphonies of Mozart, number 40 in G minor, which was one of three written in six weeks' time during the summer of 1788 in Vienna. The first movement, this time entitled Molto Allegro, while the other one that we heard was Allegro Assai, or rather Allegro con Brio, with verve. This, incidentally, Cleveland Orchestra, George Sell, and the one number 25 that we heard before by the Liszt Chamber Orchestra, Budapest, Raymond Lippard conducting. Let's just hear, once again, a little bit of number 25 so we can have a comparison, not all of it. question. You can see the growth there during those 15 intervening years between these two G minor symphonies of Mozart. There's a similarity of drama there. That's what I wanted to bring out in this program entitled today, Precursory Passages. I hope it interests you. Now let's go to the piano and this time to Beethoven. Beethoven was by no means as precocious as Mozart, Yet he wrote some piano sonatas, three of them, in 83 when he was 13. His father said he was 11, but you know how fathers are. And the publishing firm of Bosler in Speyer, of all places, issued three sonatas for piano dedicated to the most noble archbishop and elector of Cologne, Maximilian Friedrich, my most gracious master, and composed by Ludwig van Beethoven, aged 11. Well, let's listen to the second of these so-called Bonn sonatas. And with York Damus at the piano, you will find that there is a very early sense of drama which is borne out very soon after.
I say, his proud father said that Ludwig von Beethoven at the time was 11. He was actually 13. Not bad for a 13-year-old. And here you have the first movement of the second of three early sonatas. Now, I mentioned a little earlier that we go forward now about 11 years. In 1794... Actually, we suppose, it has been supposed right along that this was written earlier. Beethoven wrote three of his first 32 great sonatas. And the very, very first one, Opus 2, number 1, has the same key, F minor, as we just heard, so it's easy to compare it that way. Listen to Alfred Brendel in the first movement, simply marked Allegro this time, of this the first of the great Beethoven piano sonatas, and compare it with what you just heard.
Yes, I think the similarity is certainly noticeable between the early sonata, that second of the three Bonn sonatas, written at the age of 13, and then 11 years later, the first of the great 32 sonatas, also in F minor, of Beethoven. This performed by Alfred Brandl. And a genius like Beethoven, or what we heard by Mozart before, it is only natural that what was indicated in those early works was then proven to be a precursor for things to follow. Therefore, this program today, Precursory Passages. Now, let's move on to Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn, in his 16th and 17th years, having written the Octet and the Overture to a Midsummer Night's Dream, sort of made the decisive breakthrough, you might say, to a personal musical language. Now, of course, he didn't achieve this new romantic style all at once. With a dreamlike certainty, at first the, the beginnings were, can be found, for instance, in his early compositions, string symphonies. There are 12 of them. Eleven of them for string may once have presented them at the Sunday music house in his parents' Berlin home, was regularly attended by an illustrious audience, including the Humboldts and the Hegels and the classical philologist Burke. The Eleventh Symphony that we're going to hear was composed in the summer of 1823. That means, having been born in, 19, in 1809, he was 14 years of age. A year earlier, at 13, he had delighted in the beauties of the Alps on a journey through Switzerland, and in this symphony, some of it is reflected. We're going to hear the last movement, which has contrapuntal sound. Keep in mind, he was 14 years of age.
precursory. This is a finished work. This contrapuntal last movement of the Symphony Number no. 11 in F major by Mendelssohn, written at the age of 14, incidentally performed by I Musici, that wonderful Italian chamber orchestra. But now, let's go just one year forward, <laughs> different from all the others represented today, from the two others anyway. Mendelssohn composed his five major symphonies for orchestra between 1824 and 1842. And the first of these is in C minor, opus 11. And Mendelssohn carried on from where he had left off in the last of his early symphonies, especially in a separate symphonic movement in C minor, which has now been published as part of a new edition of the early symphonies, also contained in the complete recording of them. Mendelssohn himself referred to his relationship by describing the first symphony on the manuscript score, which still exists in London, as symphony number 13. Not until this work was published in 1834 did he entitle it First Symphony. And the comparison between this work and what you just heard, which had preceded the work, reveals a considerable step forward in just one year. Listen to the first movement of that C minor symphony, which Mendelssohn recognized and sanctioned as his first real symphony.
Does that boggle the mind? Mendelssohn's first official symphony, written at the age of 15 in Berlin during 1824, and it was first performed in Leipzig at the Gewandhaus in 1827. And Mendelssohn conducted it for the first time in London in 1829, when he was barely 20, at a concert of the Royal Philharmonic Society. And to it, he dedicated the work when it was published, and that was Mendelssohn's first visit to Britain, incidentally. So, when we speak of precursory passages, uh, look at what took place within one short year in the case of Mendelssohn. But now, quickly, let's also remember Schubert, who was 18 and already an assistant teacher at his father's little suburban school. He was visited by some friends from his own school days, and they found him aglow, as they reported later, pacing the room, reading aloud Goethe's Erlking, Erlkönig. And then he seated himself at the table without once raising his head, hurled the notes onto paper. Since he had no piano, they all hurried down to the boarding school and performed the ballad within the small circle of friends to the enthusiasm of all. What he created, a flash of genius, only becomes truly recognizable when one knows the original real meaning of Goethe's poem in Goethe's own uh, writing. Listen to Gerard Suzet and Dalton Baldwin and Al Kearney or Schubert, written at one stroke of genius in, within three minutes at age 18. <laughs> Bleibe ruhig, mein Kind, 
there to say, precursory, no. This is a finished product. This is what divides genius from talent. Eighteen Schubert was when he wrote this. The Earl King, Gerard Suze, Dalton Baldwin. You've been listening to Adventures in Good Music with Dr. Carl Haas. You can learn more about this series from our web blog at www.classicalmusic.network.